Hey everyone, it's me. Welcome back to this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Art Bazarkanian. Hi, Art. How are you? I'm great. How you doing? You almost forgot my name, <laughs> Bridget. Bridget. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. Um, welcome back. We hope that you've been well. And I'm going to jump. I actually right almost in. called you by your nickname. What's my nickname? Handy B. Handy B. Okay. Show notes. Email admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. You can reach out to us with questions, comments, concerns, wholesale orders. That's the best place to do so. Social media, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at mybestvintagelifepodcast. Our website is mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. You can sign up for our vintage reseller newsletter focusing on business. And uh, you can purchase mentor sessions there. One session at 75. If you want to try, oh, you like the newsletter? I love it. Not like it. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I forward it to everybody I know. Oh, well, thank you. That's about three people. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can purchase mentor sessions there. You can buy one, three, or six. Uh, the best deal is the six package session, and those, those are all good for a year. So you have a year to use them. We no longer run the mentor program through our Patreon program. You can do some shopping there, and you can also um, check out our wholesale FAQs. Very important to read through those before scheduling a visit here or placing an order. And if you could, rate or review the podcast. It gets the podcast out there to a new uh, audience, and you could do so at Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser. You could do both. You could do one. Either way, it helps a lot. Ratings are great. Reviews are even better. They count for more in the of course, the algorithm of the podcast world. And don't forget to check out my blog, The Girl in the Awkward Outfit, via substack.com. Oh, that was such a great video. Yeah, I did a video I post. Eh, it. it did okay. I think people just don't have, you know, if they get the email, they didn't have time to, to watch it right then and there. Um, I think the, the text posts just tend to do better because people can read it whenever they want. Well, I just love the backstory, you know. Yeah, so I did a I did a video post. The video uh, posts on Substack are in beta mode right now, and I got invited to do it. So um, I did a video about the the how the name came to be the girl in the awkward outfit. It was like a four minute video. It's very funny. And, it is. Uh, I've played it three times, so I have? think I'm throwing off your numbers because you you made me laugh. It was a crack up. Well, that's fine. It's, yeah. it's better than no numbers. So, and my obsession at the moment, I am uh, I'm stretching a lot, trying to commit to stretching more. No way. Yeah, I'm doing that too. It's something I talked about last week on the bonus episode of the podcast. I did um, an episode on mindfulness uh, activities for vintage resellers or just vintage lovers in general. And one of the things I recommended was stretching. Yeah, know. especially when you're bending over those barrels. Yeah. It really does help. Yeah, stretch hamstrings, quads, calves, back, there, shoulders. Recently, I heard that age is a matter of tightness mm, as mm -hmm. opposed to yeah. a physical, like a number. It has to do with how limber you are and how elastic you are, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. When I was student teaching, um, my cooperating teacher, Vanessa, was uh, very big into yoga. And actually the teacher I ended up taking over for was a really like long-running yoga teacher. These I The Spanish department at that school was very like crunchy, <laughs> but I love them. And Vanessa always said to me, I'd always complain that my back hurt. She's like, well, if you stretched more, if you did yoga, your back wouldn't hurt as much. She was right. In retrospect, she was absolutely correct. So, um, 
We'll get into our ads later and our patron program spiel later. So we are going down to um, one topic per episode. Um, we are just really busy and six topics per month, you know, three times two. It's just, it's getting to be a lot for us. And um, for now, we're just going to stick with one topic a month. So you get two topics a month. It's just easier for right now. Um, listenership isn't quite where it used to be, you know, and I know there's a lot going on in the world. I'm not going to read too much into that, but for right yep. now, we're going to give you what we can afford to give you with our time. And uh, nothing will change with the patron episodes, obviously. Um, we and we hope you enjoy it. The pa- th- we appreciate the patronage of all of our patrons. Some of them have been um, kindly been patrons for over a year now. So we really, really appreciate that. And um, our regular episodes are just going to be one topic per. And if that so changes. So today we have an amazing yeah. topic that I get emails about all the time. We're Even, calling it eBay and the ego. Well, it's it's not specifically just eBay, but just unfortunately eBay has a lot to do with it. And I don't want to ever always sound like I'm bashing eBay. I'm actually bashing the people who think eBay is the end all to everything. Yeah. And in terms of pricing, what things are. And so I'm going to just jump right in. So as you guys know, I uh, I buy from a lot of different people. And and I used to hit a lot of flea markets. And nothing drove me more crazy than, you know, somebody selling something. And then you offer them a fair price or that price. And they throw back this nonsense of, well, I could sell it on eBay, you know. And... Uh, well, then sell it on eBay. Don't bring it out here. Don't play as if eBay somehow was the place, the highest place where the most money is. And it absolutely is not. Perfect example. Um, I buy quite a bit on eBay and I'm a wholesaler. So um, I spend anywhere between five and 10,000 bucks a month on eBay buying things because it is not the place for the top dollar items. Um, people always like to say, well, it's selling for this. Well, I always say, granted, it is being attempted. It is listed. It is, they're trying to get that price. So to me, price is very important when we're coming to price our things or when you're buying something. You need to understand not everything is absolute. There are so many variables, so many variables for different kinds of things. I always, like the perfect way, I was trying to figure out how I can best explain it to somebody. And it was, you're at a small flea market, very small. Say there's 30 or 40 vendors. There's going to be a chance that there's maybe a couple of vendors who sell the same things, possibly even the same item. Let's pick a Carhartt jacket. One vendor has it for 100 bucks, another for 40, another for 50. Same jacket. What's the market price? Is it the 40? Is it the 50? Is it the average of all three? That's what happens on eBay. There's so many different prices for an item, and a lot of it has to do with the traffic you get. So at this flea market, maybe a 1,000 people walk through, right? So that's your target. And if someone happens to want that item, how many other people is he competing with or him or her? Maybe two, five. How many people went out to that market looking for a jacket, right? So with eBay, 
you're hoping that you attract more people because it's out there for the whole world and you're trying to maximize something. But most often not. If you're not a niche-specific person that is solely selling an item and you've created a reputation for yourself, you're not going to get top dollar because all price depends on eBay is who happens to be interested in it that moment, those five days, seven days that it's listed. So that is not the definition of what market price is. Market price is what you can get something for, not what something's sold for. So don't tell people, well, you can just list it on eBay. Just go ahead and do that. More power to you. But if you got it listed for 100 bucks and someone's giving you $80, it's the same thing. By the time you're done shipping, packing, paying all the fees, you're at the same spot. So that's how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah. So when you're coming up with prices and what you want to pay for something, shop around. You know, um, a Harley t-shirt, right? It's a lot of variables, size, condition, era. Is it a $100 shirt? Is it a $300 shirt? Well, depends who's selling it, right? And a lot of people I notice want that provenance that to say they bought it at this specific place so they have a story. I've noticed a lot of people will overpay to have a story. And that was, you know, something that jumped out at me at the Rose Bowl whenever I would some hey, do you know anything about this? And then I'll tell me, yeah, I found this in New Mexico. It was here and here and here. And that's what they wanted. So that way when they would wear it or they'd have it and someone asked them, hey, that's a great jacket or that's a cool work shirt. Where'd you get it? Well, I got it at the Rose Bowl flea market and it, these guys found it in a abandoned garage and it's, you know, they found 5,000 work shirts, something like that. You know, people will overpay if you have a story for it, how you came across it. Okay. So what do you think of pricing? Like, how do you, how do you determine, like, so right now you've been working these barrels. Yeah. Right. And you're seeing some great stuff. You're seeing some so-so stuff and you're seeing, and a lot of it is the same kind of thing, right? Polyester shirt or a cotton button up. How are you determining the price? Well, it's your pricing. It's not mine. It's your warehouse. Right. But you're taking the time. And you're being very discriminate in terms of what's worthy to get hung up. So anything that we hang up is usually over 10 bucks, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you and I, I think, have had some disagreements on what some of these shirts and stuff that I'm picking should sell for. But I guess I'm maybe not as realistic as you. That's all. Has nothing to do with it's just knowing what you are in a sense. You know, I always love to leave room for customers, and there's certain customers, not customers. Oh, like a customer. <laughs> so, so I I always think, okay, this shirt in a store in this town or in this place could sell for fifty or sixty. So I like to be at fifteen twenty. So they could be at there. You know, take the retail math class, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. In what town are you just giving that? Just as a example? random town. Well, yeah. certain towns can get more for things, obviously. I'll say, I am, do not use Fresno pricing. No. So, okay, silver <laughs> tabs. People here are cheap as fuck. Yeah, silver tabs, right? So yeah. silver tabs are hot at the moment. So we used to sell them for 20, 25 bucks. I can't get any more. 
So now we've have to bump up our price to 40, 50. Right. And so what happens is these people are still buying them and selling them for 120, 150. Mm -hmm. So what's the price of the silver tap? 150, 120. I mean, you could find them all day long on eBay for 30, 40 bucks. But then there's people who are selling the same thing for $200. Well, I think what a lot of people don't look into is what what gets put into an item. You know, I see so much stuff on eBay that it looks like someone took a picture in a cave. They don't style it. They don't clean it up. It looks like shit. And then you have someone who puts it on a cute person and it looks amazing and they can sell it all day long for 200 bucks. Here's the thing. Not everybody is in that season of their business. Not everyone has a model and a DSLR or a good, some people don't can't afford to be on the newest iPhone. They don't have the, the best cell phone camera right? Um, or they don't have the best DSLR. Maybe they just have a point and shoot. Everybody's in different seasons of their business. And, um, I think that we are living in such a microwave, instant gratification, visual society that the more effort you put into your visuals, especially online, I am the, the bigger price you can command. I because agree. you set a story for people. People see that person wearing it and they're like, I want to be that girl. I want to be that guy. Um, well, they also take... I want to be them, you know. Um, they take you more seriously, too. Yeah, I do. And I, I, you know, I told people... I did an episode about, like, my favorite apps on the um, the bonus program, the patron program. And there's just... There's so much out there for you guys to use that can really freshen up a look of your online photography in um, little to no effort and little to no cost, very low risk, potentially high reward. I always tell people, for me, I love a clean white wall and a nice hanger. You don't have to do much to impress me, but um, I can't tell you how many things on Etsy or eBay I haven't bought because I'm like, I that photography is horrible. I don't know what color that really is. It's not natural light. It's dim. It looks dirty. So I think that there are definitely visual and aesthetic factors that come into play with the pricing. And are you willing to, do you have the means to do that? And are you willing to put in the time to do that? You know, there's, there's a lot of factors that come into play. Yeah. And then the other one is comps. Like, are eBay comps realistic? Right. You know. Oh, and this is trickling down. It's not even just eBay. Um, yeah. I had a friend recently inherit some <laughs> furniture. Um, and I'll be totally honest. What she got to me is like, I'm like, eh, whatever. Dime a dozen. Seen it. Um, but to her, it's special because it has family meaning. It, right. It has sentimental value. So she sends me an image of this furniture from Cherish, which I'm sure most of you are familiar with Cherish, C-H-A-I-R-I-S-H. Cherish has, don't get, I mean, Cherish, you can buy furniture on Cherish for twenty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, exquisite vintage pieces of furniture, antiques. And then there's just re regular run-of-the-mill stuff. You know, I got my dining room chairs from Cherish. They weren't cheap, but they weren't, you know. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and she sent me a picture of the stools that she has, but the thing is, is like hers aren't this brand, and it says like $1,200, and I said to her, hey, close enough, who cares? Like, fuck, you have two kids, you know, um, 
they're not in the greatest shape. You're probably going to have to reupholster them. The kids? Yeah, reupholster gotcha. the kids. Yeah. Um, just enjoy the fact that it's something from your family that you love. Who cares how much you could sell them for on Cherish? You know, but she's she's not a vintage person. She admits that all the time. Like, I don't get what you do. I think it's cool, but I really just don't understand it. But it's just crazy how even someone who isn't a vintage person at all is doing that. And I, I see it here on Offer Up too. Like when I moved last year and I was looking for some furniture, there's someone selling toys in Fresno. And I think I've mentioned this before. And it's just crazy. I saw someone, okay, this was insane. This woman in Fresno I saw on Offer Up is selling, it's called Gay Monopoly. What? You know how there's themed monopolies? Yeah. Yeah, so this one is Gay Monopoly from the 1980s. So Don't, it's a, don't go to jail. It's a gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you walked actually, into that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, depends Maybe on your it, preference. That's right. Um. But this person's selling Gay Monopoly for $500. Sold, right? No. What? No. But I'm just but saying, like, curious? at the end of the day, like, I'm I'm so logical about stuff. It's like, yeah, I understand that could be very valuable to someone. It's, a, it's you know, one of those niche versions of Monopoly. <gasps> See, okay, you're going on someplace. Extremely relevant. To... But to me, it's like, at the end of the day, it's a fucking board game. Right. It's cool that it's a gay theme. I think that's awesome. I didn't even know that that existed. I knew there's like a horse one. <laughs> I wonder if it goes to like cool clubs in Miami. Probably. I mean, oh, the game Francisco. board is probably beautiful Man. compared to that boring normal one. You I know, hate I bet you I've been to, I probably have been to half those clubs on that board. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's probably like buying uh, beachfront properties in oh, Miami. I'd love to know what the pieces are. I know. Oh, I know. Man, that's fun. Yeah. Well, okay. So I was going to talk about... Um, scarcity rarity yeah and you know i'm dealing with this issue with someone um who has cool things but they're very rare to her <laughs> and you know in turn and she thinks they're incredibly valuable and i just need to explain to her that just because something's rare doesn't make it valuable it just means that there wasn't that many of it value is dependent on demand as simple as it gets, it could be the most obscure T-shirt that made fifty of. But if there's if the fifty people that want that shirt already have it, there's not there's not much demand. Or how you know another thing is like we have to look at it from a marketing angle and a website visitation angle or whatever platform you're using. If there's only fifty people out there that want that niche shirt, how long is it going to take them to find you? Okay, how about if they already have it? Right, true. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, the yeah. the, the more niche something is, it, it just it gets harder for people to, to price properly. To price properly, but it's no. it's hard for people to find you. Those people to find you because they don't know where to look. Exactly. Now, if you are known for that niche, yes. whether it's you know rock tees from the '60s or certain kind of um, workwear pre-30s workwear. Right. Well, and you've built that brand for yourself as that go-to person, more power to you. Yeah, but if, that's you, if what you've, you've developed. been all over the board and you're just, you haven't really established your niche, it'll be harder to do. 100%. Yeah. And thinking that you're going to put it on eBay and get top dollar most likely is not going to happen. Right. Right. 
I'm Especially gonna, since oh. you haven't developed anything. I was going to do an ad. Did you want to read one? No, go ahead. The, okay. galact- the Galactic Prophylactic. <laughs> that was my favorite ad. The Galactic Prophylactic. That was Eddie Murphy. Of course. Your hero. Yep. Okay. First ad. Three Marguerites, resellers of curated finds on eBay. Antique, vintage, contemporary. Hand smock dresses on Sunday mornings. Pearl snap shirts in the same dance hall where Grandpa waltz granny. A Shetland wool sweater keeps you cozy around the campfire. Chicken soup and the price is right under an heirloom afghan. We hope you'll find these memories and more in our eBay store. (laughs) Appropriate. Three Marguerites gladly ships overseas purchases through the eBay Global Shipping Program. So I told you, I told you I went to their website, right, on eBay? Yes. I liked it. Oh, great. Very fair pricing. Yeah. Great stuff. I'll see. Good job. Good job with pictures. Yeah. See, that's a, that's, that's a a good way to, to sell when someone shows up and they're like, man, this stuff is great. You know, someone like you, especially, you know, that's, they're in a good place. Yeah. So uh, the website is HTTPS dot colon slash slash www.ebay.com slash STR slash three margaritas and margaritas is spelled M-A-R-G-U-E. R-I-T-E-S, or you could just Google it and check out their store. Thank you for your patronage. I got to tell you something funny. Speaking of Google, Bronson, my son, Googled me, right? Oh, no. Yeah. And he said, the the first thing that pops up. Dad, are you on TikTok? No. I just want your kids to know you're on TikTok so bad. (laughs) No. I I can't. I can't. Uh, He said... There's a picture of you and Bridget popping through clothes. Aww. I thought it was so cute. He goes, I yeah. like that one. And then I see one of you and did it, which is means grandpa, my dad, my LinkedIn picture yeah. with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Better than your last LinkedIn picture. Bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. I had to give Art some constructive criticism on his LinkedIn professionalism. Yeah. She his said picture I was like, suggestive. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Do you want to get to know me? Link now. Link, yeah. Yeah. Link wrong now. Web, ring, wrong, what is it? Wrong website. Yeah. It wrong. needed to be for Shamalama Ding Dong or something. Shamalama Ding Dong. Aren't those those apps? What apps? Those hookup apps. Isn't that the name <laughs> of one? No? I mean, there's like Tinder, Grinder. I thought it was Shamalama Bumble, Ding Dong. <laughs> Shamalama. Something Ding Dong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my goodness okay so i thought that was funny i'm um, sorry continue instead of me popping up by myself as the emperor of baz brothers no i get popped up for the podcast no you pop up alone yeah no my cousins do which is good i like being you under pop the radar up alone I've, I've googled us i do that that's a good thing that you should google yourself make sure you're protected oh and um, the picture that pops up of you and I looking at each other, that's the first picture on the website. So that's why it comes up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be like a fun picture to hook the audience. Yeah. Okay. That's clever. Continue, eBay master. What would you like to know now? Well, I thought... Comps. Okay. Yeah, so how do you comps. determine what price you should buy something or sell something? I always say buy quality. And buy what you're comfortable spending, right? So perfect example. I, as you know, I've been on the hunt for uh, Levi's Biggie jackets for now going on a year. Yes. And I 
throughout all the different times and places, Etsy here, Pickers, just mixes, bales, I've probably hit over 650 to 700 pieces. Okay. And I have a set price in my head because I know what I'm selling them for, right? Mm -hmm. So I have been continually buying it at a certain price and very rarely will I go up by 5 or 10%. Okay. Now, there are over, uh, I want to say 50 to 100 that are double the price that I'm paying. Right. So those people still have the jackets from the time I've been looking for the six to nine months. And a lot of times I'll send offers. Let me ask a question. Is it buy it now or can you make them an offer? Uh, The ones that allow you to make an offer, I do send offers. And they reject them? They reject them or they'll have it because you can also set an auto where, let's okay, perfect example. I buy them for 200 bucks. We tell everybody I pay $200. Sometimes I get them from 126. Sometimes I get them for... And the identical jacket will be listed for three fifty to six fifty. Yeah, which blows my mind. Okay, that person, or I should say, those people have had those jackets for over a year, still at that price. Yeah, and they could have made money if they could have made money. And so so you you can set set auto decline. So Uh if it's three fifty, let's say you're willing to take two fifty or two seventy five, you could set that in there. Right. Yeah. So. I make people very fair offer. So someone will be having it for two twenty five. I'll say one ninety five, two hundred. I don't try to go and be rude because I know I don't like that. I just want I'll pay X amount, and that's it. So oh, is, why don't you why don't you tell the story about that person that was really rude and then you set them straight? Well, I was just polite back. Do you remember that one? Yeah, tell it. So, I I bought a jacket, eBay jacket. Uh, not an offer, not anything, won it in the auction, and it was like 196, 198 bucks. Yeah, so right. sale is completed. Sale is complete. I pay, I usually pay within, as soon as I get the notification, I pay. I Very rarely will I not pay that day. So I'm very good about that. The person, so I bought it on a Friday, paid for it Friday night. Saturday morning, I get an email, or yeah, a message through eBay email asking me, if I'm going to sell it for a higher amount on eBay. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? So I replied back, I have paid for the jacket. And what I do with the jacket yeah. is well, my business. But I no, but it? I said, no, I do not sell on eBay. Right. And then they responded back with, it's my jacket, and I and I can choose to sell it to you or not. Oh, my God. Right? I said, well, no, you can't. You've already sold it. That's the whole point of putting it on there. And then I explained. I said, listen, I've been doing this since 1997, and this is the first time someone has asked me such an absurd question. If I want to wear it, if I want to cut it, if I want to destroy it, that's my business. If you are that hung up on this jacket, please refund me. And and we'll be fine. But see, this is where that ego comes in. Exactly. So I could have, and then the person, well, I'm, what was it? I, I should just look at my phone and read all that. Well, the other, what they say, I wasn't even born. I wasn't even born then. I said, I figured. So let yeah. me, and then I said, well, on our <laughs> podcast and mentorship program, I deal with a lot of young people who are starting out. I love to help them. And 
you have to be comfortable with the price you're selling something. You cannot have seller's remorse, just like you can't have buyer's remorse. You need to do your homework. I mean, that is a very fair price for something most likely they got at a thrift store for $10. And I've, I've dealt with people who found first edition jackets. They bought them for $50 and I've paid them 2,500 to 3,000 and they still aren't happy because they think I'm going to sell it for more. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. That's what I'm doing. I buy and I sell just like you bought and sold. So you're making $2,450. I'm probably going to make 200 to $500. How much is enough of a profit for you to just be done? So I don't want bad juju on an item I buy. Yeah. I make sure that I'm like, you comfortable with that price? Good. Cause I don't want no negativity. I do not want any. I'll, and that's happened. I've bought stuff from people and their bad eyes stay on it. So then I got to whip out my mom's garlic and do my blessing. These and people must not have grown up poor. That's all I'll say because I can remember when I first started selling vintage and I could get $25 for a dress. My mind was just blown. A dress I paid $6 for. I was selling for $25, well, $30. And now people, I mean, I don't know. I guess I grew up with that poverty mentality. You know, it just, it's crazy to me that someone would be like, oh my God, I sold a jacket for $198. Like you said, they probably didn't pay much for it at all. And they just don't want to take the money but, and run. What the fuck? Well, see, I could have been, I could have been such a jerk, but I'm like, I always look at it as an opportunity to teach and educate, even though I don't know this person, it's like, all right. Let's, let's slow no, it down. No, you handled it much better than I. I know. I, I would have. It's fine. We're two different people. We're I not know. supposed to be identical, right? Uh, but I like the way you do it. I've learned so much from you. So, you know, I'm too nice. And now you've taught me to set boundaries, which is what I've needed for a long time. Yeah. With, with different things. So, but this person, by the end, they at, were thanking me and apologized. And they said, I'm sorry. I'm just young. Thank you for your wisdom. And I'll ship it out on Monday. Got the jacket, left them a good feedback. I didn't say, oh, this person, beware. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to mess up someone's business just because they just needed to be educated properly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I That was um, my good deed for April. Yeah, that's your good deed for <laughs> one, April. One. I'm going to uh, read the other ad, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the TikTok video we posted about eBay. Because we got some feedback. Oh, I cool. thought it'd be cool to read Oh, that. that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Elwood Vintage was opened in 2016 with a dream and three t-shirts. Six years later, Elwood Vintage has that perfect piece for every occasion. Put on an Elwood Vintage tee and hear the loud guitars screaming, feel the drums beating, <laughs> and you singing your heart out at your favorite 80s rock concert. We have In the, the name right. of love. Okay. I don't... I was saying they're paying for their ad to be read. Yeah, but I'm Not trying to let to people know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Oh. We have that butter soft biker tee that will take you back to your first motorcycle ride <laughs> with <laughs> the wind <laughs> in your hair and zero Fs given. Yeah. My first motorcycle ride was in Italy. Trout, baby. I was scared shitless. Visit elwoodvintage.com. Mine was in Jamaica. I don't think a butter soft tee would have helped me. <laughs> New. <laughs> All right. Maybe a leather jacket. Would have made me feel cooler. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Driving through Italy with a... Acme. 
green leather jacket? Acne. Acme. Not Acme. It's not the one that Wiley Coyote made? No. Wow, okay. Don't forget about that perfect crisp pair of vintage jeans to jump into in the morning. When you buy vintage, you are buying more than the clothes. You are buying the memory and the good wait, vibes wait, wait, that wait. come. Time out. Elwood Vintage. <laughs> Wear them till they melt off. Thank you for Shouldn't your patronage. Shouldn't the jeans be butter soft and the shirt be crispy? No. Hmm. I like a butter soft worn in tea. Well, I, mean, I like a butter soft butternut. What? Not butternut. I'm not talking about squash. Uh, no, a crisp pair of jeans. I mean, she's not, she didn't say starch. Must be Wranglers. <laughs> crisp <laughs> jeans have a little bit of crisp, crisp, crispness, crispness, <laughs> crispness to them, <laughs> versus a, a '70s T-shirt. Butter like soft, 50, yeah. 50 50 hey, sure i'm with you i'm with you well worn you know what you need to do thin all right elwood vintage wear those jeans twice and let them sit on the floor and they'll be butter soft <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to wash vintage jeans i know a lot of people them put them out. in the freezer to kill the bacteria what bacteria <laughs> Flip them inside out. If you worked around you on a hot day in jeans, there's some bacteria going on. God knows there's some bacteria in mine. Fresno on a hot day. All right, Art's walking away. I'll do the uh, patron spiel. Okay. Uh, No new patrons this this go around. I still am waiting for some people to hear back from me who I don't know who they are. So if you want to reach out to me, if you hear this, please do so. You can reach out to me at the um, admin at my Best Vintage Life podcast. Our patron program has three levels. There's a $5 level, a $20 level, and a $25 level. Our $5 level gets you an on-air shout-out for your business and or person, a burning question for art on air, and then you get two bonus episodes a month. And right now we're almost at 25 bonus episodes in the back catalog, and you have access to all those as long as you're a paying patron. So check that out. That's a really reasonably priced level and you got a lot of value there i think that the bonus episodes have a lot of value i get a lot of great feedback on them and art's trying his best to be present with me for them so that's a good thing that's patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast we have a 20 dollars ad level you get a 30 to 60 second ad twice a month as you know we do two episodes a month and you also get access to all the bonus episodes in the back catalog as well there and then $25 level, you get all the benefits of our $5 level, and you also get text mentoring with me via the Nudge app. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, it really means a lot to us. Um, it just basically is just extra support for the podcast um, other than writing a review or giving us a rating. The monetary support is amazing, and we appreciate it so much. So if you'd like to join, patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. Thank you. I wanted to say thank you to our friend in Portland who's been sending us great items. I don't think he listens to the podcast. What the fuck? I'm, I'm going to talk to him. See, man, he, he, doesn't, listen. he has a social, his social media is crazy. He doesn't follow anyone. Well, that's kind of cool. I personally don't think it is. I think that's a weird way to build a community. I can't follow everyone back. I don't. I miss a lot of people when they follow me, but I follow back like our OG people. I don't know. I always think that zero follow thing is kind of cold. <laughs> hmm. At least follow some people, you know. But if you're busy and you don't want to have to look at a feed all day, I don't even know what your feed looks like when you're not following anybody. But anyway, um, 
to each their own. But no, I don't think he listens to the podcast. Um, you know what we should do? We should give him a quiz. Hey, do you want to get paid on the last batch of stuff? <laughs> Answer these questions. Oh, see, this is what I hate about TikTok. I can't ever get it silent, even when my phone is on silent and do and do not disturb. Okay, so we did an eBay video on TikTok, and uh, eBay is not the ultimate price guide for vintage resellers. Great job, Art. Got forty seven hundred views. Cool. Vintage resellers. <laughs> I'm gonna turn the volume down. So um, we got a lot of feedback from people. Someone said very helpful info. Megan said, if you can get that price on eBay, sell it on fucking eBay. <laughs> With the smack, the hand smacking the head emoji. And then she said, oh my God, the things for yard, for sale at yard sales with the printout from a page on eBay. Yeah, that's. I told her, I don't, I don't, I've never been a big yard sale person. She said she likes them, loves them. I remember going to them in the day. It's yeah. fun when you're like visiting someone in a new town. Yeah, I used to, you know, to I'd go with my aunt in New York and Connecticut. Those were good. But where I grew up, it was just like junk. My mom was very anti-junk. Um, three margarites. We have uh, just explained this to someone asking for value of a vintage Filson jacket. What time of year is it? What size? Condition? Yeah, the variables. Variables, yeah. It's very nice of them to do that. Yes. Um, and then Megan responded to her, people want a one size fits all answer in every situation that doesn't work in a vintage she situation. Is, again, the does, dinosaur does is correct. Does the Filson have black snaps is my first question. See, she's trying to buy something. She's making moves. Um, this person always participates on our TikTok. I just don't know who they are. They said a couple quotes, listed price and sold price are two different things. And yesterday's price is not today's price which you said you loved. Yeah, it's yeah. right on. You know, the other thing, instead of like, like you're a reseller, right? When you set up at a pop-up or at a flea, maybe the first, if you have, you're lucky enough to have a helper, walk around yeah, and just ask. So you kind of have an idea of like. Do hey, your laps. Do your laps, yeah. Quick lap before you get all set up and you kind of have an idea of what, you know, maybe trends changed. Uh, or if you see a lot of things Wow, there's a lot of hype. I'm a, I was always checking the carts of people shopping just to see if I could follow trends that way, like what was hot that month at the Rose Bowl, you know? Um, then somebody said, podcast, you say. I knew this guy was cool. I said, well, I founded it. Of course you did. The name is in the freaking, how do you not know we have a podcast? At my best vintage life podcast on TikTok. Like people blow my mind. Uh, somebody said, is whatever a person what to pay for? TikTok isn't known for the best crowd. But you know what? That person is 100% right. Yes, I'm going to like is worth somebody, it's Something is worth what someone is willing to pay for it. But at the same token, here's, here's uh, something that everybody can understand. Mercedes. It's a quality car. You can buy it at a couple places, right? Yeah. You can buy it at a private party. You can buy it at a deal, Mercedes dealership. You could buy it at CarMax, or you could buy it at Carvana, or you could buy it at a used car lot. There are some people who actually only want to buy it at the Mercedes dealership for a lot of reasons. Peace of mind. They want to get that juice or the cappuccino that they have in that little waiting room. And they feel more confident and secure that it's been inspected by people who work on Mercedes. Or, now, your, or your service manager gives you an insane discount like mine did. Right. Yeah. Now, now I can't others. afford my car. Now, there's others who want the best deal. 
So the same car, identical car, identical mileage could be at two different lots, five minutes apart from each other, or in that case, 300 yards from each other, one at CarMax, one at the Mercedes dealership, and they will have two different prices. Yeah. What's market value? It's what someone's willing to pay for it and what they're willing right. to let it go for. So I figured everyone, for the most part, has had experience with cars. But what do you get when you buy from the Mercedes dealership? Provenance. I got it at the Mercedes dealership. What do you get when you buy it at CarMax? You're not telling anybody where you got it. And you take that sticker off the back. <laughs> Um, somebody said, I agree for some items, but I think for some items it will help. What? I agree for some items, but I think for some items it will help and they sell consistently around a certain price. True, too. Uh, I know what they're trying to say. It says, what's your price guide? How do you determine value? I told them we'll talk about it on the show. So, um, People, you know, on TikTok, if you're not on TikTok, you won't know this, but TikTok, you're limited how many characters you can answer. So it's almost like how Twitter used to be. So when you respond back to someone on TikTok, when they ask you a question like that, it's like, dude, I only have so many freaking letters to send you. Or if I just keep commenting and commenting, but it's like, I can't give everything away. Like, listen to the show. That's the whole point. I'm trying to drive traffic to the show. Well, I think Megan said it perfectly. There's so many different things, so many variables, so many. Right. No two things are alike. Uh, Some items will sell for far more on eBay than they will in person and vice versa. Depends where you're at. Right. Right. Um, Variables. I price my stuff based on my selling capability. Excellent. I price my stuff based on being cognizant of what the person buying from me is going to sell it for. Um, And my I've seen great deals. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They're just saying they've seen great deals on eBay and horrible prices on eBay. And then eBay, last one, eBay for that reason alone controls a lot of the how the vintage market swings. It's artificial. I saw it happen with... Well, we'd see this. We used to see this happen not even on eBay, but just with vintage in general. People drive the prices up and then they sit and complain about it. It's like, you did it. No, 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 no. There's a difference. There there was like the Thailand. Our people from Thailand yes. were notorious for driving prices up on things that they had lots of on purpose, whether it was those... Uh, 3D emblem shirts, those those hats. Yeah, they're pri- those, Thailand those prices KB, like on Etsy and stuff are KB, insane. The KB brand stuff. And then what was happening is the people who were fake buying literally had lots of them. So they would go back in and now you, you've set a bar of 500 or $700 for a shirt. So a $300 shirt doesn't look so expensive. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, same, thing, same, thing with the, same thing with the Disney stuff. Aladdin. Remember that Aladdin shirt? Yeah. $6,000. Crazy. You were better off buying Bitcoin. I don't know. Not Not today. Not today. God, I looked at my wallet. I was like, mama mia. All right. I think think we covered it. Yeah. We're at 43. So. All right. Well, if you have any questions regarding pricing, um, I have no problem answering them. If it's a specific thing. Yeah. But I mean, if it's like, if it's, you know, <coughs> if you want to do a session, like a price session, schedule a mentor session, that's just, it's a lot easier that way. And a lot of my mentor sessions didn't even start out that. And then people say, Hey, we have 20 minutes left. Can I go over some pricing with you? And I actually really enjoy doing that. That's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Of I mean, mentoring. if you, if you think about it, 
an hour was it 60 bucks 75 75 oh, it depends the on pack. yeah gotcha. the package so it's so either 75 bucks. 60 or 50 in that hour you can get about 30 to 50 items in yeah so yeah just make it quick it, and have them ready and I prepped mean, and like have a rack ready and we'll we'll blast through it exactly distraction free so, so. it's less than two bucks an item yeah which and then could, and then you know set the tone learn from it and then you don't need me as much which is fine that's the whole point exactly so okay um in the meantime stay safe stay sane stay healthy be kind and don't be basic don't be basic bye i feel the same <laughs>